and welcome back to another episode of Forever Pro Broken Presents Drunken Stories. Uh, tonight we will be talking about a lot of fun stuff uh, in the Katami Abductors, and I am your host as always, Derek Thompson, and with me, also always, is Gabriel Brew. I'm here, Gabriel Brew. I'm here. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. And TJ Davidson. TJ, TJ, TJ. Howdy. All right, that's what I'm talking about. All right, so as Drunken Stories, uh, Gabe's the only one that gets a free pass on not drinking because he's actually got some health issues. Uh, I, however, drinking Moscow Mule, have a black cup. I uh, got to appreciate that. Uh, TJ, what are, what are you drinking for Drunken Stories? Silver bullets, silver bullets, silver bullets, silver bullets. Ah. All right, cool. Uh, the mountains were blue, so you know it's cold. So I'm talking about. So tonight we're talking about the Katami abductors, and it's a pretty fun story, at least to me. I thought anyway. Um, and uh, you know, I'll just dive into it. So, time. Almost irrelevant, but I'll give you a year. 1970s. Uh, place. Also pretty Japan. much irrelevant. <laughs> but yes, Japan. Uh, oh, Japan. This is going to be a fucking rough episode. Uh, I'm going to steal the rules from... Uh, what is it? Uh, from um, another podcast. And uh, anytime we say something racially insensitive or do something racially insensitive, we got to take a drink, so... This is going to be a rough one, because we're in Japan. Drink. Dude, I can't even pronounce this dude's fucking name. I think Just make it Japan. <laughs> All right, God damn it, we got to drink again. Take a drink. <laughs> Who? TJ. Oh. If you got a drink, take a drink. I know it's not anything alcoholic, but yeah, join in. So, that was louder than shit. In the mid-1970s, a Japanese farmer was awoken from a deep slumber by a pounding on his front door. <laughs> uh, and uh, Visitors. Yeah, visitors. It's, you never know what's going to happen. Um, so, whatever. He goes... Uh, oh, well, let's explain who he is. A uh, 28-year-old vegetable farmer... Yoshihiro Fujiwara. I think I nailed that. Say, say it less fucking hick, dude. Tell you, hillbilly. Wait, yo. That was like that was so fucking redneck and trying to throw a Japanese accent on that shit. Like you should drink for that for being fucking racist. Yes. That was bad. All right, fair enough. Super. Yoshihiro Fujiwara, bro. Yoshihiro Fujiwara was a hardworking man of the land. And by, uh, you know, most accounts, uh, his only concern really was, uh, you know, whether or not he'd get his farming done. I mean, really, which is what I think I would be worried about. So at about, this whole thing starts at about 3 a.m. Uh, when he's torn from, like I said, his slumber, um, by the sounds of, uh, his guard dog barking, uh, and then it was followed by a shitload of knocks. So, 
Uh, he's exhaust, exhausted, and he's honestly probably, uh, you know, pretty pissed off that he's getting woke up. I know I would be at 3 a.m. Uh, I would be, honestly, I'd probably just beat the shit out of whoever's at the door. So, whatever. He's uh, getting up, and then he's going to the door, right? As he flings the door open, you know, you can probably expect that he's ready to just punch this dude in the face or, you know, scream, whatever, at that particular point in time. But what he's met with is not a regular man. Maybe not even a man at all. He's not a man at all. <laughs> so, um, you know, instead of being pissed off, he's like, uh-oh, I fucked up. And he lays his eyes weird-ass alien, right? So, standing on his doorstep with the moonlight backdrop was a crazy-ass creature that he described as being about three foot tall, and he was wearing a clear vinyl outfit. So, you know, maybe... All right, let's right, we'll just dive into this now. Um, with a uh, suit on, what do we think the suits are for like is it an environmental suit like it would be like our net our uh, our astronauts yeah you think i could i can live with that and then yeah so they just okay so they're as concerned as we are which you know i guess that's i would to say reason. that you are racist to the alienation to think that they're just so fucking bizarre that they can adapt to any climate is that racism, though? That's alienism, bro. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, fair enough. Take a drink, fucking everybody. God damn it. I don't know why you're arguing. Like TJ. You act like you're upset about having to drink that. Oh, yeah, right. Somebody farted. Stand by. I would not. <laughs> not yet, anyway. <laughs> I think I know who the culprit is. Yeah, so you're dog. staring at me. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. So anyways, uh, there's this odd creature standing in his doorway. They've got a uh, clear environmental suit of some sort on that was wrapped around this humanoid figure. Um, and according to, what what the hell was his name again? Yoshihiro? 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 Yes. You can go ahead and have another sip, dick face. <laughs> That's not, I just can't fucking you remember his name. You messed the pronunciation. Yeah, but I didn't even get the name it's right. Not f- There's no. Uh, I was like Yehoshu, because I don't remember what the f- his name was. But you can't just say like you're Yoshi and have that be acceptable. This isn't Nintendo. Yeah, whatever. All right, cheers. Uh, anyway, the way he describes him is kind of like a starfish and an octopus. And uh, there's a lot of really good illustrations of this that I get a good kick out of. But uh, his further explanation was the entity had a large, bulbous, octopoidal head with a pair of menacing-looking, downward-slanting eyes. So, you know, like angry eyes, like you have. Uh, that, And then he had a single V-shaped nostril. 
and the creature's mouth was also drawn as very wide and appeared to be grinning. So, Fujiwara glanced downward, and he noted that uh, this creature was standing bipedally on two of his four uh, starfish-like limbs, and they all kind of tapered, like, round little limbs, uh, and uh, looking at the picture... Here's what I would like to... This is how I would describe it. Upside-down banana with four peels. Two of the peels are his legs. Two of the peels are his arms. That's going to be my description. So, he's got all that going for him. And then he appear, appeared to have, like, uh, electricity surrounding him. I think uh, was what they were saying. And then the uh, he had an antenna that was uh, capped in by the... Elliptical disc that allegedly emitted... Okay, yeah, fucking I worded that all fucked up. Anyway, he had a conical helmet that apparently had a antenna on it, and it was surrounding him with electricity. Right? But and that was shocking. <laughs> oh, my God, that was killer. Drink. Uh, Drink. That's not... No! Making that wasn't racist at all. Yeah, that was, that was the only thing we, we've said so far that wasn't. That was racist to all those poor poor death row inmates waiting for their day. Hmm. Yeah, it's not racism. It they had it coming. They had it coming. They had it coming. Well, anyways. You shouldn't be shocked over it? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, no, no. Two, we've gotten it in two times. Let's see how long that joke goes. Uh... <laughs> And then he described the uh, skin next, and he said it was kind of like a toad. Uh, But unlike a toad, however, it had a really viscous sheen of slime that covered its skin. And uh, apparently he was trying to, like, figure out what it was for. And uh, he kind of compares it to uh, fish, how they have a certain slime that comes out to protect them from parasites, which is just disgusting. Um but what do you do? And uh, anyways... Don't eat them. Yeah, don't, don't, don't try to eat them. So, anyway, he's looking at him, he checks him out, and it was at this point in time where this uh, upside-down banana points its uh, banana peel up at the sky, and then... Introducing my own sound effects here for the show. Um... He sees a bright flash of orange light that was warm in temperature as you would expect it to be. And the justifiably shocked and terrified farmer uh, quickly decided that, yeah, now's where I leave this fucking situation behind me. And uh, he runs off, closes the door, runs to his bedroom, right? So like the whole hide under your sheets and the boogeyman can't get you kicked in there? This is science. I th- this is genuinely science, right? Like, if I take a blanket and cover my head, I'm safe. That's what I'm saying. Like, the, the boogeyman effect kicked in and this motherfucker was like, safest place is tucked in under the sheet where there's no skin exposed because even if a little tiny piece of toe is sticking out you're fucked oh yeah that's what yeah 
I like that. Yeah, that's a, that's a fact. Like, if part of my foot's hanging out, I'm dead. Yeah. Like, in my mind. You know, I still do this shit as an adult, where it's like, the whole blanket just makes you feel safe. Are you the same motherfucker that clicks the light off down the hall and hauls ass to the bed, and then, like, before you even step foot in the bedroom, you do, like, the flying swan dive, so, like, the monster under the bed can't get you on the way to the bed? No, but that sounds really fun. Maybe I should do that. Sounds like a lot of work. He can have me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I no, I typically don't run away very much. Uh, I'm too stupid to do that. I do exactly what I do in <clears throat> real life with everything else, and I just go, huh? So before before you get too far into this this story, uh, and by the way, if you guys haven't uh, seen this story, it's a it's an animated show from DreamWorks called Home. Really? So. <laughs> Have you not seen this? The monster you described is the actual monster that the that the Oove are running from. Oh, shit! Yeah, I never put two and two together on this one because yeah, I forgot he get, he got made into. Get, uh, get back to me on this. I'm gonna remember what this was eventually. You you. Keep I don't even know the fuck we're even talking about right now. We'll get back to you, Misaki. Don't worry. Uh, anyway, um. Before we get too deep into this thrilling adventure that we're on, the time that the door was answered and he saw this floating banana starfish <laughs> with electricity manga all over him. What? Manga. That's what they're called. It was made into a manga, which is like a Japanese comic book. Cool. Um <laughs> Thanks. Fuck. <laughs> thanks for the thanks for the tips. Um, so when Jump he answers down. the door and there's the the octa starfish banana pill talking or fucking pointing to the sky and beaming lights up like he's fucking Scotty from Star Trek, and this motherfucker decides he's gonna ride and hunt from hide run and hide from the boogeyman under the bed sheets. What time frame are we looking at here? Was he like standing there and off for 20 minutes? Or was this like a no, fucking matter of to, 10 to 15 seconds before he this, was like, I'm out? Up to this point, it, it's all simultaneously happening, you know, where he's like, oh shit. And then it's an oh shit. And then an even bigger oh shit followed up by that where he's like, oh, fuck this, I'm running. Uh, that This all just goes bing, bang, boom. Happens in, I mean, what I guess you would assume that would be the time period. I don't think he had a conversation with him. Uh, prior to fucking running to his bedroom where he's like, Hello, uh, TJ. Your bench, Drink, bitch! Your, <laughs> your bench is a bitch, bitch. Um, Bro. Uh, so, what you're saying is you don't have an, like a time frame you can give me? You're just going to guess? I can give you, if like... I'm guessing, probably about two, three months. Like, he I'm trying to picture... fucking ever to stand there and stare at something. Yeah, but I'm picturing, you know, from time he's like... What is that? To... And then gets up, walks to the door. That whole thing, two or three minutes. That's that's my guess. So you mean, so like, from the time that the first rat-a-tat happens to where he yes. fucking gets out of his, his slumber stupor, answers the door, watches all this fucking unbelievable sci-fi majestic shit happen right in front of his eyes and then runs and hides under his bed sheet you're giving it two to three minutes yeah that's what i'm getting at 
Cool. Oh, that's email. All right. Very well. So he, you know, he's hitting his bed and he's just kind of thinking, oh shit. Like I, like I had said, right. Uh, and through his open window, cause he didn't cover his head with the sheets. Apparently uh, he wasn't, uh, that afraid. Apparently uh, he looks out <laughs> his window, <laughs> he looks out his window and he sees a flying saucer ship uh, at this point you can officially call it an unidentified flying object but uh, and he described it as being 5 foot in height which to me seems super small uh, and 26 feet in diameter so stop 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 ish ish. stop are we are we taking into effect how far away this fucking thing was like this uh, this is something big yeah no this is something i also thought about i just feel like five feet in height and 26 feet in diameter i feel like there's no way that he could accurately describe that like i don't think he can say i I know how far this is that's culturally insensitive god damn it drink this is gonna be a long longer episode than it has to be (laughs) (laughs) no I also thought about this where I was like there's no way because he said the creature was three feet right tree feet yeah so that I hate you we're tree feet tree feet tree feet okay yeah fair enough just go zoom over that one uh, he, the monster alienoid creature is three feet tall. The ship's only five. How many things do we make as humans where we're like the average humans, five to six feet tall. Let's make it seven feet tall. Whole thing. That way we have six, six inches above or below for our entire thing. Have you ever been on a school bus? Yeah, but that's not six feet tall. A school bus is like 11, 12 feet tall. Until you get inside of it and you're walking over all the fucking components. Yeah, but he's saying from the on the outside. Well, maybe it's the thin metal because they're advanced technology. You don't know. I like that you're the one defending this now. Oh, the tables have turned... On our, oh, uh, the tables yeah. have turned. Yes. Uh, but in, he said, okay, well, this answers it. He says it was, he thought it was about 70 feet off the ground uh, in a field adjacent to his house. I just, I don't know, man. Uh, I, don't know. I don't think he was in a place to, like, recognize how far away it was, what the dimension, I don't know. It seems like a lot. I mean, Was I, he farming shit other than vegetables? Uh, no, I think he was just a vegetable farmer, so maybe he got high on his supply. And by vegetables, they mean marijuana. Randall fapping noises. Quit jerping off. <laughs> For the listeners. My dog's fapping in the back, bro. Oh, fap, 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 fap. Uh, And I said jerping off. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, so we're seventy feet off the ground. Yep. Adjacent. Adjacent his house. One hundred percent positive that this old boy is. Ju- God damn it! What the fuck is only? Yeah, that's, uh, that's probably what he was saying. A vegetable farmer. Yes, we're sure he was. And he's, and just he's a, not. He's not farming poppies or 
As far as what we know, yes, he is not anything but a vegetable farmer, which, I don't know, just seems like you're missing some opportunities there, but whatever. Um... I'm just going to throw this out there. Is he that farming it, mushrooms with like hallucinogen? And... Oh, maybe. Veg- listen. No, they're not. They're listen. fungi. They're not vegetables. You're not listening. If yeah, a fucking, listening. if a octostar banana puss alien comes knocking on my fucking door at three o'clock in the morning, I'm not going to be like sitting there trying to take notes and jot down how far away his fucking spaceship is and all the details about it. But I think this was I'm after. I'm going to be trying to figure out how I'm not going to fucking die. I think this is after the fact that he makes well, a sketch. Well, to be fair, at 3 o'clock in the morning, here in the land of where we're at, uh, I don't think it's uncommon for any one of us to open that door without a shotgun. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We are pretty, you know, we're, we're unhappy individuals. You answer, you know, there's no red flag law for aliens. You just, you don't get it. You get shot, and then I'm making, uh, you know, sushi out of the octopoid creature. Bro, do you think that this old boy could have been, like, souped up on sake? Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, I haven't seen anything on that in my little bit of research that I've done that said he was drunk then. It seems like he was beforehand I mean, a pretty normal human being. So I mean, I'm sure he did drink, but not. Did they? Did they take his? Did they take a vial of blood and test for uh, his BAC and his? Uh, Far as I know, no. But but we'll get back to that at some point because I think they should have probably checked him, like checked his blood, like if not for those reasons, just to I don't know if what he says is real, you know, then you can be like, all right, look at his DNA. This is crazy. Um, Does he have a history of spinning some yarn? Well, not that they mentioned. What's the background here? Well, he's background just here? he's like, just a he's a respectable vegetable farmer. I don't I don't know what life's like in Japan. Uh, what kind of music do you think you listen to? Probably, uh, I bet the uh, soft rock. I bet soft rock. The seventies dude. He was totally listening to like freaking Cream and ZZ Top. Oh, he probably listened to uh, the. But like the oh, Japanese right. version of that? He was probably listening to Led Zeppelin. Post-World War II, like that. Mm. Post, dude, this is... Never mind. It's a Zeppelin? Whatever. I was just thinking... I got what you were saying. Yeah. It was the bomb. Yep. Um, whatever. So, he... <laughs> Fujiwara, he's sitting there and he's Dude, you know, Was that a Hiroshima was that a Hiroshima blast, bro? <laughs> yes. Did you just catch that? Were you not aware of what you said? What, me? With the bombs? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I said it. Okay, I was just making sure because as soon as yeah, I said no, was that a Hiroshima was a, blast, it was a world you war, were like Yeah, it was a World War Two joke. I thought you were talking about the no. Oh, my bad. No. Anyways, so speaking of you, when when you have that blast, you feel a sudden warm gust of air around you, just like Fujiwara did um, when he realizes that he's lifting off of his fucking bed and yeah. being drawn towards the window by some invisible force. So Which, he's like Scotty now. Yeah, Scotty no, doesn't he's, know. he's Kirk. 
He's Kirk and uh, Old Starfish home, Scotty. Is, is Scotty. I thought you were saying Scotty is in Scotty Doesn't Know. Well, Scotty doesn't know a lot of things, but Captain Kirk got beamed up by Scotty, so this he is where did. we're at. Yeah, in the story. that's fair enough. Uh, so what? Yeah, that's where we're at. And uh, try it as he might. It turns out when you're getting lifted by a traction beam of some sort, not really shit you can do about it. So this is this is a good point that he made. So he's getting drawn, like pulled in by this beam, and then he's getting really close to the ship, and you just have that like, uh oh. Uh-oh, uh-oh, no moment where you're like, I'm going to hit the shit out of this wall. Uh, he did that where he braced for uh, impact and then realized that he was like, oh, and he's getting absorbed by this uh, metal spaceship, which I think is just miraculous. Um, so once he's inside of the uh, transport vessel, uh, Yoshihiro did everything he could to assess his surroundings like you should do. I mean, if you're in a situation, see where you're at, see what's going on. You're in a, you're a unique situation where you get to be the one human who's been inside and remembered it. Um, so he notes that the compartment was, had parallel piping and, uh, it was blue in color. Bro, again, like all of this shit is happening and he has the fucking whereabouts frame of mind to be taking fucking notes about what direction the fucking pipes were running and what color the fucking walls were painted. Yeah, man. Are we sure this motherfucker wasn't fucking baked? I'm mostly positive he wasn't baked. Um, Dude, he's tripping on acid for sure. I mean, maybe. He fucking lit a lava lamp tripping on acid because he had a rough (laughs) day in the fucking patch. And this motherfucker's dreaming some shit, dude. Hey, speaking of lava lamps. This is is how they wrote Alice in Wonderland, my man. He he did see some weird lamps on the walls. um, See? As well as air vents and a large sign with writing that looked kind of like Japanese, but not. Uh, He couldn't read it. So maybe it was Chinese or I I don't know. Maybe I don't know if they're any different. But I'm sure they have different syllables and what have you. So uh, he finds himself a little bit overwhelmed by ascent. If I'm guessing, probably methane, but could just be me. Maybe he just has his head up a bull's ass. And Might have uh, methane minus the ain part of that. Yeah. So. Methamphetamine. <laughs> Methamphetamine. <laughs> uh. Yeah, so... they just mething around. We are just mething around. Uh, he ends up seeing two more uh, octopoids kind of jump in the room, and... Uh, Can we call them octopods? Sure, why not? Uh, the octopods. Cool. Kind of like the octonauts. Hell yeah, Shh. Let's call them octonauts. Nope, that's going to get you flagged, fuckhead. There's already octonauts. I know, that's the fun. Um, anyways... Uh, the panicked farmer starts, he starts fighting these guys, which I think is just, that's just awesome. Good for him. Uh, being ready to like boxing. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I picture (laughs) him sitting here trying to box. Put your fucking dukes up. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I see you got it. Put them up, put them up. Um, so in the seventies that he was jamming out to the, everybody was Kung Fu fighting shit while he was rocking the fucking (laughs) octopods. (laughs) <laughs> uh, 
Everybody went. Sorry. Uh, we'll, yeah. we'll get flagged for that for sure. Nah, yeah. They yeah, they're too old. It's gone. Uh, so anyways, he's fighting these guys. And uh, they're like, listen, bro. I'm like, we're not trying to hurt you, man. So uh, as he's fighting them off. I'm not trying to hurt you. You just want to stuff this broad yeah. up your ass. Hold still. Yoshihiro, yeah, Yoshihiro, though. As he's fighting these guys before he gets uh, probed, uh, Yoshihiro claims that he was—they were attempting to calm him uh, through telepathic communication, and their message was one that I guess would seem unharmful. And they said, "No danger. We promise to release you close to your house." Um, close to your house. <laughs> yeah, close enough. You know. That's that's the best you can ask for. They probably can't put you back in the fucking window. I mean, I'm sure it's like fishing. I mean, you know, I can reel them in every time, but trying to get it out there in the right spot, yeah, sometimes I miss. Uh, You're right. They can they can communicate telepathically and fucking beam you up magically and absorb you through metal, but they can't fucking put you back in your house. They sound like a bunch yeah, of dude, fucking dicks. Yeah, dude, this all dicks. sounds really telepathetic to me, dude. Yeah. <laughs> no, maybe they were, Maybe, maybe he got <laughs> the I, stupid I think they're aliens. just... They're, they're asshole octopuses. Maybe... maybe dicks, well, maybe man. that stuff's, you He's, know... Maybe they were just the, the shit stupid aliens. That's why they couldn't get it right both times. Um... You know, like, if we were aliens, okay. we landed... So, I'm gonna if go ahead you, and stop you there, big guy. If we were going to Mars, we would probably mm-hmm. fuck a lot of shit up. Dude, but if we're going to Mars, we're gonna send, like, the most capable people to go there and fucking be there. Yeah, but not... Not saying it, they won't make, like, minor mistakes, but you're not sending the fucking... D-Wayne from Trailer Park fucking Lot D up into fucking know, space to send back though. dirt samples. But Easy. that's what I'm getting at. Bitch, Maybe. I do know this, because if we're not going to send dumb motherfuckers, they're not going to send dumb motherfuckers. Well, we send them first. When the rock. Don't pull your headphones off because you think I'm being aggressive. You take every fucking decibel I'm sending. No, I'm taking every decibel. I just pushed it back a little bit. Uh, <coughs> I'm just saying, what if anyway. space travel... No, I'm just saying, you don't them. send retard... You what don't if send space travel for them is aliens. like us sending our fucking retarded guys to the store? You can't say it. <laughs> Fuck, dude. I just say my, I just stopped myself from saying that shit. What if we Take send our specially... <laughs> Take a drink and apologize, you bitch. I don't have to. I'm retarded. I like that. I, I can censored. say it. <laughs> I, can... <laughs> I can say it. Yeah, what the hell? Uh, no, I'm just saying, what if it's super simple for them? What if, like, the space travel thing's just, like, you know, putting on their britches for us? Like, it just makes sense. Why are they, like, space traveling here all the time? Because he's half retarded, and uh, he's just the one that got lost on his way to the grocery store. And then he's he's the one in the back alley with the the thing. But here's the thing. But here's the thing. No, no. Here's the thing, dude. You can't make the statement saying that maybe it's so easy for them, like, putting on their pants for us, and then go on and say in the same fucking breath of air... But that one was really stupid and got lost on the way to the supermarket. Yeah. doesn't work that way. Tra- no, it doesn't. It fucking doesn't. Supermarket. It we're, doesn't we're fucking like, matter. Like the shitty supermarket that's, uh, you know, in the back alley of a crack area. You know, not everyone goes there. Just some of them are just stupid enough to end up there. No. Bro, 
And then the guy's showing you 46 watches on the left and 56 types of meth on the right. You know, what if we're that? So I got what two things for you. One, you need to go talk to somebody about your experiences in back alleys with fucking pocket watches and meth. And two, there's no fucking way that you can say with a straight fucking face, looking me in the eyeballs and saying, yo, dog, space travel for them is like fucking putting pants on and then turn around and tell me that this bitch got lost doing what's easy like putting pants on. You can't fucking do it. You can't say it. I don't looking, accept it. I'm looking at you right in the eyeballs. What cool, if this guy on. is just stupid? <laughs> he would. Fuck uh, you, I didn't hear it. Yeah, no. No, I'm just saying, what if, you know, what if? We don't know the full situation. So, whatever. He said, they say, you know, we're not going to you know, we're not going to be bad. <coughs> we're just going to take care of you. But, you know, despite their promises of safety and release, Yoshihiro is like, nah, fuck this. And like the meth up crazy crackhead that you have to fight you know he just spurred up with all this adrenaline he just got super human strength so he breaks out and he sees an opening with a hatch and he dives he dives out hold on just let me finish this thought he dives out and and at this point he was thinking there's still 70 feet or more in the air uh to his surprise he was only 10 feet off the air he goes thud hits the ground and then, because of the adrenaline dump, also runs off, runs two or what? No, right into the house he sees in front of him. Um, that happens to be about two miles from his house. So, Thud gets away, able to move still, because it was only 10 feet as opposed to 70. And he's two miles away from his house, knocks on the doors of some strangers. And, uh, I guess, like you would expect, they answer the door and are like, what the fuck are you doing? But they can tell he's scared. They can tell something's wrong, so they let him in, kind of take care of him, whatever. Uh, he ends up back home, and to his surprise, it wasn't all simultaneous like he thought it was, where it was like a, you know, five or ten minute period of time. This was over, he had missed over an hour and a half of time. So, now you can interrupt me. You don't remember? No, I was going to call him a psychotic fucking asshole because there's no way he dove out of a hatch at 70 feet, fucking floated down and made it to safety. Yeah, so to him. But you answered all that because... Some somehow mysteriously they they knew he was gonna fucking jump and they're like let's get it a little lower boys. Yeah, or but I mean if you can travel space and time like that, I mean I'm sure it was kind of like a split. Well, I mean, for them, you know? and when you're telepathetic, you can tell what he's thinking. So they just fucking yeah, foreshadowed. So like mm, they got they, got, they got down. He's a jump. So telepathetic, telepathetic and foreskin saved this motherfucker's life. Got it. Yeah, which is just great. Um. But if they knew he was going to do it, then why didn't they stop him from doing it? So that there is because they couldn't. He still has free will, freedom of choice, dude. Yeah, it's you know just like everything in the U.S. You just you took can't a prisoner. look somebody in the face and say we we don't we don't want to harm you. We don't want to hold you against your will. But we're going to kidnap you with our fucking tractor beam, fucking. 
take you somewhere against your will and then fucking try and stick a fucking metal dildo up your ass so we can fucking figure some things out about you boys. And then, like, when he decides he doesn't want to be a part of it no more and dives out of a spaceship, he's like, okay, he's just, he's not into it. He's not into it. This is getting kind of rapey. Let's let him go. Yeah. They want to dock. I don't want to dock. No docking for me. Yeah. Uh, So, you know, we'll just keep moving on here. So all that happens, uh, and then uh, no one else supposedly claimed to see a craft, but UFO investigator Kenichi Arai claimed that at the time, same time Yoshihiro had been abducted, a junior high school student, uh, I'm not even going to fucking try to pronounce that, uh, Miyuki Fu- yeah, well, Miyuki Fujita. Just drink. drink. Yep. Who lived nearby, was woken up by light shining outside her window, and, uh, though she didn't get up to see the source of the illumination, she does testify that it was much brighter than the moon, so something was there. So, about 24 hours later, uh, Yoshihiro starts uh he feels a burst of pain between his ears or in his ears uh, and it's followed by an intense burning sensation on his fingertips Uh, he claims that they telepathically were still reaching out to him and he started writing down these incomprehensible hieroglyphs and then heard a booming voice in his head that said when the disc lands on the mountain you will come and board by yourself so they didn't want to uh apparently just take him up by tractor beam since that went so well last time this time they were willing him to do it with their telepatheticness um so whether by compulsion or curiosity he ends up heeding the voices in his head and uh oh fuck what this dude's so fucking dumb he and two unidentified friends made out for the nearby Nikora Mountain. They arrived about 6.30 p.m. and as per the instructions... That's a risky mountain, bro. Good job. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it is a very risky mountain. <laughs> Anyways, he ascended the peak alone. So I'm wondering Holy if fuck. they ever... I'm wondering if they ever got... Uh, corroborating evidence from the friends bro dude do you read through this shit and find the shit with the most fucked up words just to put it on here to see if we could pronounce it without getting fucking flagged super yeah. shitty i mean i definitely tried it yeah <laughs> holy fuck bro i'm just wondering if they if his buddies ever corroborate this evidence later this story what well, do they i don't know I, I never saw that. I'm assuming not because they're unidentified friends. So I feel like it could have just been him being like, oh. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> they went on a hike with him and they were like, this motherfucker's crazy. Don't put our names down. Yeah, don't fucking write it. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, so he reaches the area and he was greeted by what he assumed to be the same saucer. Uh, this time he boarded and uh, he did it by free will. So good for him. Oh. Uh, once aboard, he was treated... But he, he went in alone without his buddies? Yes. He left them at the bottom of the mountain. 
because he oh, said... Geez. Well, then why take him? He said, Nikora, listen here. And went up the mountain himself. Um, That's all he said. But, but why take him? If you're going to take two people to help collab- corroborate your story, why leave him at the bottom of the hill and leave your fucking shit open to speculation and... No, no. We'll get to that. We'll get to that at the end. We'll figure. We'll we'll discuss theirs at the end. So, all right. So whatever. We'll just do this. He goes up in space, comes back. Now all of a sudden, he thinks. Oh, Please tell me he thinks he's a fucking chosen child. I kind of think he does. I mean, I think that's kind of really what. But he says he gets back and he's like, "Oh, I wonder." And then apparently. Realize he has telekinetic skills and he can bend a small piece of metal with his mind, you know? Like a fucking spoon when you rub it and you heat the metal up and whatever. Or that's what they say, even though it's just two pieces of a bent or of a spoon that are held together by tape. What the fuck is happening right now? Yoshihiro thinks he has telekinetic powers. He thinks he can bend spoons and stuff with his mind. All right, so he, so that's after he, they. Yeah, this is after get he him. went. He went to space. I'm just trying to like fast forward because there's a lot more story still to dive into. Um, he goes in space one time, comes back, realizes he's telekinetic. But that wasn't to be the last journey. So, on April 13th of 1974, the plastic wrapped aliens again invite Yoshihiro for a final journey. And this one is going to stick out to him. Uh, He said the host flew past the angry red planet toward the middle portion of our solar system. (laughs) Did did he really describe it as the angry red planet? Yeah, yeah. Which should be Jupiter, right? (laughs) Dude, I'm going to call that one the sun. I mean, yeah. (laughs) I was thinking Jupiter, but, you know, what am I... Who am I? Uh, I'm pretty sure that's what the nickname for the for Jupiter is because it's red and they've got, it's got the giant storm on it. That's like a tetrahedron of it or something. Um, I'm pretty sure Mars is the red planet. Yeah, but it's not the angry red planet. They're uh, all angry. Yeah, fair enough. So, what did I say? It's presumed that uh, Yoshihiro stared in awe at the giant gas planet that, you know, that's right, Jupiter. Um, But the next phase of the journey would prove to be more astounding, and when it's all said and done, controversial. So, the strange starfish-like space navigators then leave Jupiter's orbit and landed on Saturn's largest moon, the densely atmospheric Titan. Um, one of the creatures disembarked from the vehicle, retrieved a rock from the moon's surface, and then brings it back and gives it to Yoshihiro. Um, we'll come back to this. Um, what? Because he does. He tries to prove that, provide this as evidence at some point in time. Um, but, you know, I'll just... Okay. I can sum up the rest of this pretty easy. So... He sits there. He <clears throat> said he claims that his telekinetic powers at this point have grown stronger. 
and he can hover. Um, he says he can even hover millions of light years in six seconds and is like, yes, I can do that. Um, and I also have three UFOs to my disposal um, any, at any given time. And he claims he has a UFO because, or has three UFOs because he's uh, here to not protect us and prevent uh, cataclysmic events, but to delay them. So, you can thank him that it took as long as it did for Hurricane Irene or Hurricane uh, Ida to hit. Uh, he slowed those down with his UFO and his telekinetic powers. Um, but, yeah, he claims all that, goes on TV, claims all this. Everyone's like, you're crazy, you're losing your mind. He sticks with it, swears it's true. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much where the story ends. And this is where we can dive into... Um, is this motherfucker still alive? I don't think he is. No, I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure he died. You gonna hit the... All right. You fucking right. Jamie. Is he alive? Why do you guys keep yelling for a fucking Jamie? You guys are retarded. Joe Rogan. Jesus fucking Christ. His info guy, Jamie. Jamie. What was his last name again? Yoshihiro... What the fuck was his last name? Like Juara or something like that. Alright, now we gotta drink again. Fuck, Fujiwara. Fuck, I was close. You were pretty close, actually. Oh my god. Is he? He's still alive, dude. No shit. I'm I'm gonna fucking email him. Oh, you should. I wanna know, I wanna hear the story from him. What time is it in Japan right now? I don't know, like, what, 10 hours? What time it is in Japan? Get that motherfucker on the horn. Yeah, try to get... Does he have a phone number? I don't know. I'm going to find it, though, dude. This is if you can find a phone number, we're going <laughs> to... We got to go live to this. That'd be... <laughs> it's fucking awesome. Uh, anyways. We might might need to find a translator first. Or find out if he speaks English. No, we're just going all in. We're going to let Gabe be the translator. And then just listen to him be like, Ichiban Skibi Hancho! <laughs> I'm not saying that to him. <laughs> That's what the alien said to him. It is. So, anyways, let's just dive into this uh, whole story. To me, it starts out kind of like uh, ancient aliens, where at the beginning you're like, yeah, this is really good information, historical information. This is great. Not too far. It's not big reach. And then by the end of it, you're just like, oh, fucking gay retard. Uh, no. No. This isn't real at all. So I think it starts out good. I don't know. It kind of delves into a wild world, but I don't know. Could be real. What do you think, TJ? I just want to know. So these aliens come and take this random veg farmer. And they take him to Saturn's moon, and they're like, "Hey, man, like, you want this fucking cool rock?" 
cool. It's yours. Oh, yeah. We're going to take you home, and then we're going to give you three UFOs and fucking superhuman mind powers. And that's it. End of story. Fucking cool. Like, thanks for coming out. Yeah, apparently. Uh, so, like I said, with the uh, rock that they supposedly gave him from uh, Saturn's moon Titan, uh, it was later turned in, and he had it analyzed by scientists, which to me in itself says there's something to this, because I don't think he would have just turned in something from Earth without thinking he at least believed it was from somewhere else. Uh, because he, so, he he's giving it to people. What that, was their conclusion? So their cl- conclusion was that it was just a piece of stalactite from the local Katami Caves. But I think that... So how was it floating in front of him with electricity? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. You know, I just... I think he had to have believed it. This all to be real. That he was actually given something. So I don't know. Maybe he like... I don't know, man. It's, it's just a hard one for me to like think. Because he had to believe this. Because he stuck with this. And he's still sticking to it this day. Apparently. Like, so what happened? How do we explain it? If it's not actually... Jesus. That scared the fuck out of me. Holy <laughs> shit. Uh, if, you know, if there's nothing to it, what explains that? Like, do we think there's, do we think that there's, uh, you know... Any truth behind the story? No. You don't think so? You I don't know what... Things, what you think uh, the whole thing's faked? Yeah, I think he's he's just full shit. He's bored, lonely. Want to do a... You know, get his name out there. Because there's nothing else to gain. From so he gets... Well, he gets into... Abducted. He ends up being in a manga, manga, which is the Japanese cartoons and comics and what have you and so do they pay him do they pay him for I that i don't think he i don't think he did if, if not then all the he's way, doing it's all he's doing is just getting the name out there the way the way is. i remember it is that he didn't choose to be made into a manga uh it just kind of happened it was some kids in the local area that made it um but it sounds like he never made anything monetarily off of it um, Sounds like to me some kids made a fucking comic book and then later decided to try to make it sound like that was a real person. But yeah, that could be it. It could just be uh, well. But so here's my take on it, dog. Look. Here's my take on it. In Japan in 1974, as a 28-year-old in the middle of fucking nowhere, as a farmer, fucking as a farmer of vegetables at that. So it's not even like a glorious thing. Like at some point, you get fucking tired of doing that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It gets old. It gets fucking tiresome. There's not a lot of fucking population out there to corroborate what you're saying or to fucking dispel or disprove the fucking outlandish shit that you're claiming. The fucking witching hour of 3 o'clock is just absolutely fucking on point with this fucking cocksucker. 
And he just comes out and is like, here we go, my 10 minutes of fucking fame. I'm going to come up with this fucking shit hot fucking outlandish fucking crazy story. And then when people start to fucking question it, I'm going to start busting in other people to be like, oh, yeah, come with me, come with me. And then, like, at some point convince them to stay the fuck away so I can go continue on with this fucking this charade but not ever get fucking called to the carpet because I'm absolutely blown smoke out of my fucking ass. <laughs> That's what he did. All right, yeah, fair enough. All right, so... We'll just, uh, we'll turn this down to, we'll turn this into a vote, excuse me. Uh, we'll turn down for what? Turn down for what? <laughs> bam, 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 bam. Sorry. Did you uh, just took a rap song and turned it into a fucking slapstick fucking Grand Funk Railroad funk song, you jackass? Sorry. Uh, no more. We'll, no more for all right, you. Alright, we go to vote. Uh, my vote is no. He's fucking dumb. Was that right. an option? Sorry. I'll wait. Yeah, that was, yeah, wait. No, that, no, that was that was an option. Uh, what say you? We've got uh, Gabe's answer. What, 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 do you, what do you think? What do you think? You, you, already, think? you already got my answer. I, I think it's all bullshit. Astounding no. All right. Um, I'm going to go with no also. Uh, I will give it, I think, a yes to the, I think he thinks something happened. Um, but I think all the outlandish shit he said, I don't think he's telekinetic. I don't think that, uh, he did half the shit that happened, but I think something happened and, uh, whether it was him just, you know, dreaming it all up, uh, and then thinking it really happened. Cause I know we all have those, like, we're half awake, half asleep, and you're not really sure what's real and what's not. Um, I think maybe he had something like that happening at 3 a.m. And he was high on mushrooms like uh, Gabe had maybe mentioned. But I think something definitely exists there. Either he believes it or whatever. But, you know, yeah, it's it's a no. I don't, I don't think there's any fucking way that's real. So on a five-star review, I'm giving this motherfucker two stars. Uh, one star is for... The creativity and the second star is for absolutely sticking to it and not faltering on this motherfucker um and like i said to you earlier this motherfucker needs to go get his <laughs> his noodle fucking checked out because there might be a misfire going on up there somewhere yeah. I, I don't know i like it uh i'd give it a from storytelling perspective uh, i'm gonna give it a definite four stars I think I'm he was leaving. super creative. No, I just, no, I'm saying the story itself. Four stars on creativity and like you said, his you know, trying to sell it. Like he never let go of it. That's crazy cool. Uh but just purely on the story side of it, I'm giving it a four on a story scale. Well for our listeners, tune in next week when Gabe gets on the phone with this guy and utilizes Google Translate to find yeah, out ever, what the fuck really went down. Did you ever get? No, I know. A, I know a Japanese phrase, and I'll say it to him, and he'll hang up the phone. Yeah. Really, that's good enough. Then we can say we had him. Just call it random uh, Japanese phone number. Just oh, start hey, crank calling people and start screaming that in the fucking receiver. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, get arrested for international crimes. Hell yeah. I'm always, you know, I'm always for that. Uh, but as always, hit us up on the social medias, uh, Facebook, the Never Broken Society of Misfits, 
Uh, we're on Instagram, YouTube. Uh, we have a Twitch. Uh, I'm not currently on that. Uh, I've been posting it on mine. Uh, it's DT Top 911 exclamation mark apparently. Uh, even though you don't have to put the exclamation mark. Jesus Christ, that scared the shit out of me again. <laughs> what Woo! the fuck, bro? <laughs> Dogs, I quit that. Uh, but hit us up. Uh, we're on the socials. Uh, if you ever need anything, as we always say on all of our podcasts, reach out to us. We're here for you. And that's really the entire point of this whole thing. Uh, share some laughs, share some good times, and go ahead and you know make sure we're listening to you guys if you have uh input send it to us uh like us on itunes it helps us spread the word and get out get out there leave us a review uh if you leave anything less than a five star fuck off uh i do love you uh but uh yeah uh do no seriously though uh you can leave one star just leave us uh anything we can do better and we will do our best to heed that um, love you guys. If you need anything, reach out to any one of us here on the podcast. Before we check out, for real, we need you guys to start engaging and giving us topics so we can look up what you want to hear about. Um, just make an absolute mockery of shit. So start mm-hmm. sending it to us any way you can think of. Leave it in the review. Put it on the Facebook page. If you know any of us personally, text us. Just let us know what you want us to, to get on here and start jamming about. That's yeah, it. Exactly. That's all I got. Hell yeah. You got any closing words, TJ? Uh, I mean, I, y'all, y'all fucking, y'all got it, man. Y'all are, y'all are fucking killing it. Hit us up. Let us know what the fuck y'all want to hear about. Reach out yeah. and touch someone. Yeah, that's my favorite. Some, somebody's somebody's someone's, uh, make it plural. Yeah, reach out and touch someone's. <laughs> like, like, make it a group activity. <laughs> All right, thanks guys for listening.